0: And I just thank God today that we can look into His Word together. And I, I bless the Lord for you being with us. I know you could be anywhere else, but we, we praise God. And I just want to tell you that don't go anywhere because at the end of the message we got something special that I want us all to do together. So just hang tight with us, okay? But we want to begin today by going to the Word of God. We're going to the book of Joshua chapter 14, and I've been asking you this a lot, but I want you to get your Bible and I want you to turn to your Bible if you are at home or somewhere where you can physically get a Bible and, of course, a highlighter or something to write with because we're, we're going to go through uh, the Bible and there's some highlights that we're going to look at that's going to help us understand what God's saying today. So, again, thank you for being with us. If you're with us again for the first time and you're not familiar with the Multitudes Church app, you can always get on there. You can take notes, all kinds of good things. So we want to begin by looking at the 14th chapter of Joshua, but we're actually going to spend more time in the book of Numbers. So while you were getting uh, your place in Joshua 14, why don't you go ahead and just kind of flip over to Numbers 13, and 14, and kind of just hold that place, if you will. The Bible says in Numbers, uh, or actually we're going to start with Joshua 14. In verse 13, the Bible says, Joshua blessed him and gave Hebron to Caleb, or Hebron, to Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, as an inheritance now verse 14 is the key today it says hebron therefore became the inheritance of caleb the son of jephunneh the kenizzite to this day because he wholly followed the lord god of israel he wholly followed the lord god of israel if you back up you kind of can get a little bit of a explanation and God is is giving him something that that he proved that that he ought to get the blessing of God that God had promised and he's he's reminding Joshua who was part of what we're about to look at that you know what God said and you know how you and I both responded to this and here I am today. I'm 85 years old today, but I'm, as ju- I'm in just as good a shape as I was 40 years ago, 45 years ago. And, and then we get to verse 13 where Joshua actually blessed him. But, but what happened? What did all this come from? What, what did all this mean? And now's when you want to look over to Numbers chapter 13. The Bible starts out by telling us the story of how the Lord spoke to Moses. And he told him, I want you to send out, in fact, let me just read it. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. Now, this should have been all the information that the twelve tribes needed, was that God said to Moses, tell them that I am giving them the land. That should have been it. There shouldn't have been any question, any debating, any wondering if, if it was really God. Uh, this should have been it. It should have been a closed case, but it wasn't. And the Bible goes on to tell us the names of the men that were selected from every tribe, all 12 tribes, to, to go and spy out the land. Two of those men, were Joshua and Caleb. And the Bible tells us that they spied out the land and, and everybody pretty much knows this story or you've heard it before. They spied out the land and the Bible says that they actually saw that the land was, was plentiful it, it, and, and they understood why God was giving them the land. In fact, if you, if you go over to verse 26 of chapter 13, this is how it reads. It says... Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron, and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them, showed them. They didn't just tell them, but they showed them the fruit of the land. Then verse 27 says, They told him and said, We went to the land where you sent us. It truly does flow with milk and honey And this is the fruit. The the fruit was clusters of grape. One cluster of grape that was so big they had to uh, support it with a branch between the shoulders of two men. And and that's how large, that's how heavy it was. But the Bible says they told them it flowed with milk and honey and this, this type of fruit and vegetation. But listen to verse 28. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak that was there. And I want to tell you this, folks, before I go any farther. When God says that you can, or God says you can have it, or God says I'm giving it to you, or God says it is yours, you can rest assured that man will always be there to say no you can't no you can't it's not going to happen that's too big God's not going to do that there's too much going on right now you're not qualified you're not capable your track record says otherwise there'll always be man there that says nevertheless the people nevertheless the problem nevertheless the lack nevertheless the enemy there's always the enemy telling and working through other people to tell the people of God and tell the people that God has says, Yes, you can No, you can't. And I'm talking to probably a lot of people today, but you you need to listen to what God is saying because God has said to many people listening, and God has said to Multitudes Church, I'm giving you the city. He said it over at 106 Johns Road many, many years ago. I'm giving you the city. The past year and even farther than a year, that the devil says, no, you can't, no, you can't, and he'll use other people. Well, you can't do that. That's for these people and those people. But the Bible says in verse 30 that Caleb spoke up and he quieted the people before Moses and he actually said this, let us go at once and take possession for we are able to overcome it. Let's don't talk about it. Let's don't take a vote on it. Don't get the committee together. Let's don't see how things, let's just sit still and wait. He says, no, let's go at once. He said that because he knew that the voice of Yahweh has already spoken. And God says for us to get it, he's giving it to us. And it's just not some rinky-dink land. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. And he said as it's ours, let's go get it and let's go get it now. But the men, verse 31, who had gone up with him says, we're not able, we're not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we are. And folks, I'm telling you that people that go to church week in, week out, all their lives have fought against this same voice and voices. People not only in a corporate setting but on an individual basis. The Lord says, I've got this for you. I've showed you in a vision. I've made it plain. I've put it in front of you. I've sent people to you and told you directly what I want to do. But the people keep saying, no, you can't. And there's coming a time when you're going to have to make a decision. You're either going to have to wave bye-bye to what God says, I'm giving it to you and watch him do it in somebody that's got a Caleb spirit, or you're going to have to put your fingers in your ears and says, Nope, the voice of truth tells me a different story. The Bible tells me that if God is for me, who or what can be against me? Let's go and let's go take possession of what God has said he has for us and he wants to give it to us. If you start down in the very first verse of chapter 14 of Numbers, all the congregation after Caleb said this, And see, he was already outnumbered. He had all these other people go, uh, ten other voices said, we can't do it, we can't do it. Now, everything's there. The best that God could possibly give us is there. And see, man's voice outweighed God's blessing and God's abundance. And folks... We spend an entire lifetime listening to what the devil's saying, what the world's saying, what God says he has, because, because, and and I left one part out, and I want you to go back and read chapter 13 and 14 later today. But it got so bad, listen to me, it got so bad before I read verse 1 that they began to whine and complain. Well, I, we should have been back in, the, in bondage. We were better off in bondage to die over there. God said, I have this for you. But they were looking back to last year and yesteryear and wanting to go back to the devil's bondage and captivity that they were in. And does that not sound familiar in the life of a lot of believers today? We, we don't look at what God can do. We look at what's around us. We look at how the news is always telling us that it seems like the devil's in control the devil's calling all the shots when God says no I've given you the land I haven't given it to the world I've given you the land the land still flowing with souls the land still flowing with miracles the land still flowing with blessings the land still flowing with anointing but the world and a lot of times it's smack dab in the middle of the church says no 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 No, you can't. No, you can't. We just need to wait right now. We got a lot going on right now. And God says, Listen, you won't inherit it. Listen how that starts out. So, all the congregation, chapter 14, verse 1 of Numbers, lifted up their voices and they cried. And the people wept that night. Meant they spent all night weeping. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron and the whole congregation said. It's amazing what the people that are willing to be united and unified on. Not unified on going and getting what God has, but unified on retracting and not receiving what God has. All the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron and the whole congregation said to them, if only, this is what I was telling you, if only we had died in the land of Egypt. Only if we had died in this wilderness. And you know what? The Bible says, verse three, why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and children should become victims? Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? And you know what? And they said, verse four, so we want a leader. We want somebody that will tell us what we want to hear. And you know what? uh, That just deja vu to me right now. That just sounds so familiar. In, in, in the time and the day we're living in, and Moses and Aaron began to cry because they knew they had a problem. They knew what God had said because Moses sent out the people. Moses knew what God had said, and he knew what Caleb had said. He knew that they would bring fruit. He knew that it was flowing with milk and honey because god says i'm giving you the land and the land had a reputation and so they begin to fall on their faces and they just begin to pray and cry out but verse six says where i told you we're going through these chapters But Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh who were among those who spied out the land, they began to tear their clothes. They they knew what God had and it's like God's blessing was slipping through our fingers because people are more fearful of the world than they are of what God says he has for them. It's like they're too afraid to receive what God has for them. And they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel saying, The land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, hallelujah, then He will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land which flows with milk and honey. And I want you to write verse 9 down. Only do not rebel against the Lord for fear nor fear the people of the land for they are our bread their protection has departed from them and the Lord is with us do not fear them and folks listen to me this morning we are letting the blessings of God flow right through our fingers because of fear god has said i will never leave you i will never forsake you in the last days i will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and he talks about it's not just for old people but it's to our children young people and you know folks that we've been defined by fear and the longer we are defined by fear for anything the longer we're going to have to say bye to what God has given us. Because if you are captivated by fear, there's no way you can march in victory. There's no way you can receive what God says I have for you. God has not left us. God has not forsaken us. God's arm and His hand is not short concerning His promises. They are yes and amen. And God is faithful to complete what He started. But we've got to get our head back Into this game, and we've got to embrace what thus saith the Lord, and we've got to receive what God says is ours, and we cannot rebel against the Lord. We can't rebel. And when you neglect to receive what God has the anointing, the blessing, all the miracles, the gifts, the manifestations, the souls, and all the work that God says the church must do. When we do this, we are rebelling against the Lord, whether we say we are or not. And then the Lord said to Moses in verse 11, and this is the question I'm asking us today, how long will these people reject me? How long will these people reject me? And God couldn't take it anymore. You got to read it. He couldn't take it anymore. He said, That's it. I thought enough of them. I thought enough of you to call you out, to call you my children. I thought enough of you to reserve this land flowing with milk and honey. I thought enough of you to bless you put you in a place that you've never known, but you've rejected me. You've tried your best to say, you, but you've rejected me. And God says to them, He says, enough's enough. And you will not get it. The Bible says in verse 21, but as truly, but truly as I live all the earth, see God's still going to be glorified, shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Verse 22 says, because all these men, who have seen my glory and the signs which I did in Egypt. See, God's already proven himself. How many times through your life has God not proven himself? Have you not seen the wonder-working power of the blood of Jesus save sinner after sinner, miracle after miracle? God, how many times through our church life together have we not seen God tear down strongholds, men, families, do miracles, do all kind of things that we could never imagine? imagine? imagine but God did it and he said this he says I showed you all these signs in Egypt and in the wilderness and now you have put me to the test these ten times and have not heeded my voice and verse 23 says they certainly will not see the land of which I swore to their fathers nor shall any of those who rejected me see it And verse 24 says, But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him, and he has followed me fully. You know, 14 of 14 of Joshua says, He's followed me wholly, not sometime, not partly, not Not occasionally, but he's holy. He's fully followed me. And I will bring him into the land where he went. And his descendants shall inherit it. You see, God not only protected the blessing. See, if you believe the Lord, you'll receive. Nobody else, the whole church may not get it. But you can get it. You can get what God has said that he's going to give, what he says he's going to do, how he's going to mend. Do you think the Lord is going to continue to let everything in the world keep laughing and dictating and calling all the shots? Do you think that the Lord's going to watch the body of Christ look like they're crippled? Do you think God is just going to sit here and say well I wish I had something to counterattack with. No he's not going to do it. He's got a Caleb out there somewhere. He's got a Joshua out there somewhere that's willing to say we can do it. I'm not giving up. If God said it, if his word proclaims it then we can do it. And we need to do it right now. We need to take possession of what God says you see. It's time for the church to wake up. It's time for the church to march on. We have done this long enough church and we've got to see what God has for us in these last days before it's too long. You know this morning I I laid in bed probably a couple of hours and I could not get out of bed for praying and thinking. Just over the past year it just seems like that that we've been silent. The church as a whole you haven't heard anything You haven't seen anything, everything that's got attention, that even the church talks about it's something that's produced manufactured by the world it's a system in the world it doesn't matter if it's politics or pandemic it doesn't matter what it is it seems like all the chatter that we've heard the only conversation there is is something that's generated in the world whether it's something to do with weather or something to do with any other thing but what God we we don't hear anything anymore and I think it's because those other spies are listening I think it's be we have the spirit of the spies we don't have the spirit of Joshua we don't have the spirit of Caleb we're not convicted by what God says the Lord said he's giving us the land and they took the land and they received it and it might have taken a whole generation to go by but God still came through and he did what he said to the ones who were hungry enough to believe him when everybody else chimed in and says no we can't you see if God be for us who can be against us I think God is calling me as a preacher I think God's calling me as a Christian as a man of God that he wants me to not listen to anybody I don't even mean in ministry I think God is calling me to listen to him and follow him wholly and fully with my heart and to not be hungry or distracted or thirsty for anything but Him. And I've made my mind up. I will not go another year on just following in line with everybody else, just waiting on something and hearing about revival somewhere else. And as I laid in that bed several hours this morning not being able to sleep, I said, God, something's got to happen, Lord. Something's got to happen. And I said, Lord, two things. I don't know, but two things now. God, we need, we either need revival or we need raptured. We there's nothing in between that, church. We need revival or we need raptured we need to be out of here or we need to be on fire for God we need to see what God has in these last days for the spirit of Caleb and the spirit of Joshua that's still alive somewhere and I have made up my mind that it's going to be me hallelujah I've made up my mind I don't care what I have to do personally or what I have to call the church to do the ones that will I'm saying God we cannot go on unless we have revival or you rapturous? something's got to give and I don't want nothing else Lord I don't want nothing else I don't want a plan I don't want a program I don't want a promise from somebody Lord we've got to have you and we've got to have revival and then the Lord responded God responded in an unusual way As I was getting in the shower this morning, God, I began to play a song that I thought we were going to spend the next few minutes together worshiping. And as the song played, you know how it will automatically go to another song. And this song started playing, and as this song started playing, I knew that the voice of God was coming to my rescue. I knew that God was helping me. There were certain words that were said in this song, and I just knew that God was talking to me. And the spirit of God began just to soothe my soul. And this is what God laid on my heart for you and I to do. I told you I had something special, or God had something special for us the last few minutes. And if you're at home, this is what I want to do. I want you to go somewhere where you can be alone. Take your phone or your computer, whatever you have. I don't want you to watch the screen, but I want you to spend the next several minutes in prayer and worship. And and again, please don't focus on O- on the singer. I don't want you to do that today. I want you to find and make an alter somewhere or make your, go ahead and get this in your mind where you're going to go, where you' are going to go. I-, I want you to do this because if we were together in the church right now, I promise you we would be doing this. So as you come together and you find your place, where it, there's no distance in what we're doing, I want you to say, Lord, I want you and nothing else. And I want you to worship. And I'm going to let this pastor even give the altar call. And then at the very end, I'm going to come back and we're going to dismiss together, okay? So let's begin to pray and seek God right now. In the name of Jesus, find your place. And let's worship and say, God, I want the spirit of Caleb to be what drives me. I want to receive. I don't want to keep rejecting what you have. In the name of Jesus, let's go before God right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. I'm caught up in your
1: presence. I just want to say how do you feel? I'm caught up in this world. A story. I'm caught up in this hole. Nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do, I just want you, and nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do. Nothing else, nothing else will do. I just want you and nothing else. Oh, nothing else, nothing else.
2: I don't wanna I don't wanna miss a moment for us as a church to be able to respond
0: I don't want you to I don't, I
2: don't I don't want you to get out of here too quickly and go back to life too quickly before we miss out on what God wants to do in our lives and in our hearts and in our minds in this moment. Would you bow your head and close your eyes God I can I can sense your presence We know that you're here with us in this moment, speaking to us about our, our, our here and now. To some, you're speaking to us about our eternity. I pray you give us the courage to respond to what it is you want to do in our lives, God. With everyone's eyes closed, let me ask you a couple questions. The first question is this. You don't have a relationship with Jesus yet. and and. Today I'm talking about building the foundation and you're going I haven't even started but but you can sense it in your heart you can feel it you can feel the creator of the universe tapping you on the shoulder trying to get your attention today and you just know it like this is my moment this is why I came because this is my time and you just know I need to ask God to forgive me of my sins and just say Lord I won't be perfect and I don't know what this is going to look like but to the best of my ability, I wanna follow you. I wanna have your spirit living in my heart and my soul in the here and now. And I want heaven forever. If that's you, just raise your hand and I'm just gonna say a prayer for you. Just raise him up high. Oh, come on, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, come on. God behind bars campuses, raise him up right now. Let's respond to what God is doing. Brussels, let's put them up, respond to what God is doing. All right, listen, the second one is, you already have a relationship with Jesus, but you know like he's got your attention today. Maybe you got too busy, maybe you got too professional. Maybe priorities got out of line, whatever it is, but today you go, you know what, enough is enough. I'm coming back. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. I'm coming back to my first love when I would spend time with you, God, just because I know that's me and I need that. And today, I wanna declare that that's where my life is headed. If that's you, put your hand up and we're gonna declare this together. Come on, church. God, you see our responses. You see our heart. You know what we've been through. You know what we're struggling with today. You know what we're fighting right now. But way more importantly, you know where you wanna take us. And so in Jesus' name, I declare victory in Jesus' name. I declare victory over anxiety, victory over depression, victory over fear, victory over failure, victory over my past, victory over where we're headed. In Jesus' name, we're gonna worship until we experience your freedom. I thank you for the eternal lives that are being changed in here. In Jesus' name, and everybody said,
1: let's worship. Let's sing that. And it's
0: God, I'm going to have a spirit that receives, Lord. You promised, you gave us, Lord. You spoke to us 30,000 people, Lord. And God, I'm not afraid of what man, I'm not even afraid of what churches or preachers are saying. I'm not, Lord. I don't want to reject what you have. I don't want the blessing to go somewhere else because of rejection and fear, Lord. God, you made us better than this. Lord, we are ready for the milk and the honey, Lord, and the the blessings you have, Lord, so that we can do your work before it's too late. If you prayed and you gave your heart to Jesus, you did what the pastor said to do, God wants to save you, and we want to help you. And if you will just text the word SAVED to the number on the screen. We'll get information to you. And folks, I want to tell you, listen to me before we go home. God's dealing with our church. He's dealing with you. We've got to quit running and we say we're not running. We just don't know what to do Well, the day God's told us what to do. We've we've got to embrace His Word and we've got to receive what He has. And I pray right now. Between now and the next time we're together, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would allow God to do what he wants to do in your life. In the name of Jesus, God, let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, our strength through Redeemer. God, and I give you praise, and unless the rapture happens, we'll see you back online Wednesday night at 7 p.m. God bless you, and I love you. I just want